Hello, everybody out there in radio land and streaming land. This is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Do You Know Show, and we're bringing you bits of knowledge and information you might not have heard from people you might not know. What I need to let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Okay, I'm here with, Laura, I'm going to try this, so <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Laura Ochikubu. Yes, that's right. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Wow, great. Um, and um, Laura is, uh, is a saxophonist, and um, I'm glad to have her here on the show because I saw her perform at the, um, uh, what was that in Los Angeles? The, um, uh, the World Stage. The World Stage, thank you, Laura. And <laughs> she also performed in a little, a little ditty that I, I was a part of um, <laughs> that I'm really, really proud of. But she's an excellent saxophonist. And I remember, Laura, when you came off the stage, uh, I told you that you, that John Coltrane would be proud of you, and I have no idea how you feel about John Coltrane, so why don't you let us know how you feel, being a saxophonist and all that. Being a saxophonist or how I feel about John Coltrane? Oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very flattered by that compliment. Thank okay. you very much. That mm -hmm. is a little bit <laughs> beyond me, I think. <laughs> it's a little bit too much for me, but um, being a saxophonist today, I mean, like, the reason I play is because I really love it, and, okay. you know, it makes me feel good. And it's a lot of fun. I get a lot of joy out of it and playing with other musicians. But um, it's interesting playing saxophone in today's context, I guess, because, you know, uh, the jazz world isn't as big as it used to be. Mm. Like, not that many people listen to it anymore. And nowadays, like, you find saxophone, um, I guess, like, you know, playing pops or backgrounds and okay. pop music okay. and stuff like that. So um, it's interesting because... Uh, let's see here. Um, I guess sometimes it feels like my options are a little bit limited, like just playing in jazz venues or other like blue settings and like that. But at the same time, um, it allows me to really find friends and like be part of that small intimate mm -hmm, community mm -hmm. that um, is a little bit more friendly and uh it attracts me more than, like, I guess the larger mainstream right. uh, music industry. Okay. And, 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 and John Coltrane, have you ever, I mean, uh, like, read anything about him? Or I know you've listened to his music. Uh, <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you find in John Coltrane? What do you see that inspires you? Um, during my freshman year here at UCI, I actually wrote a uh, research paper about John Coltrane, his music, mm -hmm. and specifically um, his relationship to... Uh, like his spirituality and things okay, like that. And okay. that's something about his music that has always attracted me. Just um, reading his or reading biographies about him and interviews and things like that, um, I could tell that uh, to him, music wasn't just about playing an instrument. It was about searching for something deeper or I guess higher in, in the way he was looking for something else. Mm -hmm. And that always attracted me is um, trying to find more meaning to what we're playing and why we're playing it and the world around us and things like that. 
Okay, well, well, I think that's reflected in your music because I uh, heard something about a, a song called Together that oh. you did in Glendora High School, oh made people cry or something. <laughs> 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 Tell oh me no. about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, that, that, was, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, yeah, back in high school, um, it was just for like a talent competition thing you know, like divvied up between different grade levels, you could draw something or in the uh, high school level, you could compose a piece of music. And okay. so that was my first attempt at composition <laughs> okay. ever. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I wrote a ballad and mm -hmm. I actually um, recently recycled that same melody I wrote back then in a composition I wrote um, just a few months ago. Okay. Yeah, okay. just reharmonize it and things like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was uh, interesting to write. I drew on whatever I could uh, around me, like other like jazz ballad standards mm -hmm. and things like that. And I just, um, I wanted to try to write something that, uh, well, actually, um, the theme of that whole com or competition was called like, um, it was called something like being together, or like okay. how do you express like being part of a community or mm -hmm. things like that. And so, um, I drew upon my experiences in um, Interlochen, uh, which is a uh, arts camp or arts school that I attended the summer beforehand. Okay. And uh, that was the first place that I really felt um, like I started to understand a little bit more about jazz. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was first exposed to other musicians my age that were really serious about studying this music and playing it and okay. were genuinely you know, jazz musicians at heart. And that really inspired me to become a music major in the first place. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so that's what that song was trying to encompass. And I guess some people liked it, and I guess yeah. it made some people cry. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Well, you did it. You did it. Definitely <laughs> did it. And I think that's so important because, I like you were, you were speaking about John Coltrane and his spirituality, I think that's so important. when, when Whatever it is that we do, I think we should seek that. And, and 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 that's what we want to convey to our audience, you know, Definitely. whoever's listening, mm -hmm. you know, and and um, you do it very very well because I'm I'm definitely moved by your music <laughs> and and you know you. the 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 way that you play and and I think I'm I'm you know I'm pretty discerning about this. I've watched a lot of a lot of people who are are not only instrumentalists but but singers and 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 and, and other artists, and I believe that I can tell when a person is in it and when they're just doing it to entertain. And I don't mm -hmm. see you trying to entertain. I see you <laughs> in your music and trying to share your music with the audience. And I think that's, that's such a beautiful thing. Is that, am I right about that? Or <laughs> are you really an entertainer? <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Um, no, I'm, it's, I guess it's for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's great, that's great. Um, because I did, I, I did, um, well, I've, I, I don't know, you probably don't know this, but I, I, I was ordained in 1998, and um, when I used to do, I, I had a, I was co-pastor of the church, and when I did my sermons, I would tell the people that, I hope you guys get something out of this, mm. but this is for me, <laughs> and I know I'm going <laughs> to get something out of it, because I'm going to put all I got into it, and I think that's what you do as well, and, and I'm real happy about that. Listen, uh, I interviewed Sean Graham yesterday. You guys, I mean, not yesterday, but last week, and uh, you guys played together. And it was amazing to me that Sean said he found jazz in Japan. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And that was that was that was something to me because I, you know, sometimes I have to be reminded that jazz is not America. Mm -hmm. limited to America. It's all over the place. Yeah, no, and for him to, for him, because he was playing a different genre while here in America. And when he went there, he started playing jazz with some friends. Mm -hmm. Where did you start? I started um, just in high school. Okay. Yeah, in my own local mm -hmm. uh, community okay. uh, back in Glendora, California. And um, yeah, I uh, picked up saxophone because I thought it looked cool. Oh, you know? really? That's why you picked yeah. it up? <laughs> <laughs> in fifth grade for band and stuff. Oh, and my then goodness. My uh, parents signed me up for lessons, and, um, yeah, my teacher just started introducing me slowly to uh, jazz. We started out with just some simple, like, etude books, mm -hmm. and then um, he made me go out and purchase the Charlie Parker Omnibook. Oh, which, wow. Which, you know, some people refer to as, like, the bebopper mm -hmm, Bible, mm -hmm, pretty mm -hmm, much. Mm -hmm. And so once I started learning solos out of there, that's when I really started becoming a lot more interested in it. Okay. Now, you, you didn't start out playing the soprano sax, though, am I right? No. I started out on alto just mm -hmm. because that's the default band saxophone that, you know, you start kids off So on. everybody starts off on alto sax? Pretty much. Okay. And then once you start to get, like, a little bit bigger physically, mm -hmm. then... Some people switch to tenor, but mm -hmm. most people generally avoid soprano just because of yeah. the <laughs> of the pitch problems that mm -hmm. it has and other things like that. Yeah, it had to be a real challenge for you. How did you? How were you able to stick with it? Uh, with saxophone or with soprano? The soprano sax. Well, actually, it was. It's just been recently, within the past year, that I've uh, discovered uh, how much I enjoy playing soprano. Mm -hmm. um, Back in fall quarter, I composed a piece for a class I was taking here at UCI with uh, Professor Kei Akagi, and I thought that the piece would uh, sound better on soprano saxophone, or I just thought that the whole atmosphere that I was trying to create, uh, soprano saxophone would fit a little bit better into that. And so I borrowed the schools from one of my, the school's instrument from one of my friends who had checked it out. And um, when I played it for uh, Professor Akagi, he he complimented my playing. He said, wow, that's the loudest you've, I've ever heard you, ever. Oh, my and um, when I was uh, playing with Professor Nicole Mitchell in her ensembles and classes, uh, things that she would uh, say to me were things like, it's, it really sounds like uh, that horn like directly aligns like with your spirit. Like it, mm. it, it, mm. it really seems like you connect better with that horn than mm. I've heard you on other horns. Is that right? Wow. Yes. And that's so, a lot. Um, hearing those pieces of encouragement from mm -hmm. uh, two professors that I respect very much okay. at this school um, just encouraged me to stick with it. And, you know, pitch problems and other technical issues like that, those are small problems mm -hmm. that can be ironed out, you know, with time and practice. And so, um, yeah, just sitting down at the piano, making sure I'm in tune, okay. things okay. like that. And hopefully it'll just keep getting better. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it definitely will. And the, and the reason I brought up when, when, I, when I saw you um, at the world stage, the reason I, I said John Coltrane, because I know that he um, at first struggled with that with that soprano sax. And mm -hmm. he really, really wanted to play that thing. And he wound up I mean, he wound up, of course, he's a genius. So, of course, he's going to be able to do what he set out to do. But it was just so amazing to me that he uh, uh, had a time with the soprano sax and the way you sound like you have no problem with it at all, <laughs> you know, and that was just so amazing to me because like Nicole Mitchell said, I mean, it, it looks like it's made for you. You know, it definitely looks like it's made for you. I was, I was definitely surprised too. You mm -hmm. know, after playing alto for what's it been now, like 
10 years or something mm-hmm. like that okay. and then um, I tried picking up tenor when I first came here to UCI so a few years spent on that and uh, yeah neither of those horns quite fit okay I played flute for a little bit too did you yeah <laughs> tried <laughs> but yeah but yeah it's soprano I really like it that's great that's great and you can you can see that as well <laughs> um you, um, I don't know, because you're, 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 you're very young compared to me anyway. <laughs> and uh, I know that in the, jazz, in the jazz world, I don't know how it is now for you, but in the jazz world, it was kind of um, uh, trying for female musicians. If, mm-hmm. you, if you sang, you, you know, it was no problem. But if you played, played an instrument, you know, outside of a piano, mm-hmm. you know, there was some kind of discrimination and people would look at you as, you know, you're playing a man's instrument. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. have you ever, uh, you know, encountered anything of that nature today or? Um, it's interesting because it kind of works two different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, being a female instrumentalist, not pianist or singer, um, I either, I get one of two reactions. I either get the reaction that, um, oh, wow, it's a girl instrumentalist. That's really interesting. <laughs> right, and then I okay. seem to get more attention and, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Um, yeah, more opportunities than maybe another saxophonist that's a, that's a guy. But then the other response that I get is often, like, oh, it's a girl instrumentalist. She must not be very good. Oh, really? That's, oh, man. I mean, that's kind of how it is for a lot of female instrumentalists mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And sometimes I find myself doing that to other female <laughs> instrumentalists, <Do you> too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, it must be spilling over from, you know, that old stigma. Yeah, for sure. For Definitely, sure. Yeah. 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 But, um, I mean, I haven't had any serious problems that's with good. it. Yeah, it's that's mostly good. been positive. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I remember, uh, you know, uh, Nicole Mitchell, the professor you were talking about, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact, told me that people would tell her and other uh, instrumentalists, if they were female, that you play like a man, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a compliment? That's a compliment. (laughs) You know, you're a female playing like a man. You're good, you know? So I was just wondering if that was still lingering, and I I suppose it is. And those are some things that that, that don't die, you know? And I think that the reason that I I really love doing the show is because I try to bring that out, the uh, prejudices and discrimination that we experience uh, in our lives that are really so unnecessary because we're all in this together no matter what we do Mm -hmm. you know we're contributing to the betterment of the universe so it shouldn't matter if you're male female black white none of that none of that matters Mm -hmm. and 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 speaking of that subject jazz uh fall intent and purpose uh was recognized as an as a african-american genre and you what 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 ethnicity are you (laughs) i am half korean and half japanese half korean and half japanese Mm -hmm. That's an amazing combination. <laughs> and I'm going to go way, way, way back. You guys used to have a problem, the Chinese and the Koreans, right, at some point? Oh, Japanese and Koreans, <laughs> Japanese yeah. Japanese and Koreans. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your parents said, well, later for all that, we're going to get together. And I think that's yeah. a beautiful thing. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because, uh, you know, I look, at, I look at those kinds of things, and I know that, you know, it's kind of strange because if you're, if you're uh, African-American and marry someone that's Caucasian, uh, it's a problem. You know, if you're if you're if you're uh, Japanese and marry somebody Caucasian, it's not really a problem, but it but it's looked upon. But we mm-hmm. never think about the the different uh, ethnicities within a race. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and and the things that that people go through with that. You know, because even uh, an African American and an, and a person from Africa, 
you know, that's a cultural experience right there. And so you go through a lot of stuff, but we managed to, 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 to get by. We managed to, you know, as a matter of fact, we managed to do well, raise our children well and that type of thing. And I think it's a part of, and I, and I congratulate your mother and father, I think it's a part of us understanding about that song you wrote together. You know, <laughs> seriously, we're in this together, you know, and, and mm -hmm. whatever it takes is okay because for myself, it really, I mean, what difference does it make? But, but on, that, on, that, on that topic, what was that like for you going into jazz as, you know, with your ethnicity? Was it a, was it a challenge or was it like very acceptable in your school? Um, in my school, it was very acceptable. Okay. Um, when I think about it a little bit more and like look at the larger community, um, at first, I felt kind of strange about it being mm -hmm. female and okay. being Asian right. as well, because there's not too many Asian jazz musicians here in America. <laughs> right. But then, upon hearing, you know, about the huge jazz community that's in Japan, uh -huh, for instance, uh -huh. and other parts of the world, it made me realize, oh, it really doesn't matter at all. Right. And there's people right. like just like me that are playing the same stuff. <laughs> you know, exactly. they're still grooving hard, so it doesn't. Uh, I mean, like. It shouldn't mean that like I can't groove just as hard right, as I can. Right, exactly, so, exactly. Um, no, I don't think it's a problem okay. so much. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And you be grooving hard too. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did it feel? Do you do you know anything about the history of of of, of the place that you played? Um, not uh, in, not no. too much, no. Because uh, I mean, it has a, a a really long history. And you talk about Charlie Parker and people like that. A lot of people like that played there. You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't know how you feel about spirit, but I believe that once a spirit enters a place, it can, it can come back or stay there or, or visit again, you know, or leave remnants of itself there, you know. And so uh, when you were playing and, and when all you guys were playing, I believe that that, that place, the way the people responded, I believe it was a, a very strong spirit in that place and it was mm -hmm. reflected with you guys coming out because I know that audience, I mean, they were so receptive to you guys and, yeah. and they really enjoyed the way that you played. It was, it was, it was an amazing experience for me and I was sitting in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about being there? Oh, it was great. Yeah, was, the audience was wonderful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like instant feedback, yeah. you know, reciprocation, you just really felt the love in that place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun performing there. I would love to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the next time you go, remember that, you know, all the great saxophonists played there already, you know, because mm -hmm. that's an old place and, 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 and jazz goes back, well, you know it goes back a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly the exact history of it, but I know it's been there quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I know some of the greats have played there. And so to have that experience is something else. Um, what do you, tell me about uh, when you, uh, let's go back to, Five or six years old. What were you thinking about doing at five or six years old? Five or six years yeah. old. I don't know if I was thinking about anything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, at that age, I wanted to become a marine biologist. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Loved whales, the ocean, things like that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> and what happened to that? Um, when I got to be a little bit older, uh, I was thinking about veterinary medicine because mm -hmm. uh, I had heard that uh, it's a good business to be in, in terms of money. <laughs> okay, okay. It does well for itself. Mm -hmm. And um, just until recently, I was planning on double majoring in uh, jazz studies and biological sciences, um, hoping to go to veterinary school and things like that. But uh, last quarter and like the past year or so has been really difficult for me in oh, terms really? of the course load. Mm -hmm. And um, last quarter, it, I mean, I was carrying, I think, 33 units. Mm -hmm. on a quarter system, and that was not very healthy for me. 
and uh, it made me realize that um, I only have you know so many hours in a day okay. and music is a very serious commitment if mm -hmm. I was to mm -hmm. take it seriously and not just as a pastime and on the other hand uh, biology was also a very serious commitment if I was thinking about pursuing okay. veterinary medicine and I thought you know, when I was applying for colleges back in high school, oh, I can just do both, I can mm -hmm, handle both, mm -hmm. but I realized that that's just not possible for myself to okay, do. Okay. And so um, I sided with music because mm. that's what I really enjoy. You know, after shadowing a few veterinarians uh, in the area and volunteering at several um, like shelters mm -hmm. and other clinics and things like that, um, the stuff that I saw was, it was very interesting um, and it was, you know, inspiring to see these people that cared about animals okay. like that. But um, I just don't think that it was really for me. Okay. So when you, you, started, you started thinking about this at five, when did you start thinking about music? I know you said in the fifth grade you, you, you started playing. When did you start thinking about it? How were you then? Um, well, my parents, uh, like most Asian parents, uh, forced me to take classical piano lessons. That's great. Since <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. I know, thank goodness. Right. Ended up benefiting me <laughs> right. a lot. I have to thank right. them for that. Uh -huh. But um, they started me on piano when I was uh, probably around four or five or oh, something like okay. that. Oh, okay, okay. I should be a lot better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then I picked up saxophone around middle school-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when I realized, like, oh, like, playing an instrument is really fun because in the past I didn't really enjoy piano too much. It wasn't until high school where I started playing, you know, lots of Beethoven sonatas and mm. BBC and things and Chopin that mm. I realized, okay. wow, classical piano is very beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but um, uh, I guess when I started thinking about music more seriously was uh, when I got into high school. Um, the summer going into my freshman year of high school, I went to Idlewild, which is a local, well, kind of local, to Southern California uh, music summer camp, mm -hmm. or arts camp, I guess I should say. And uh, that was my first experience with playing in a jazz big band, playing in jazz combos, and being around other jazz musicians. Mm -hmm. And it totally blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I knew how to play my <laughs> instrument. I <laughs> right, definitely right. don't. And uh, I guess that summer it was more of a butt kicker than anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas uh, when I went to Interlochen, um, the summer of my junior year uh, out in Michigan, um, that was a little bit better learning experience, mm -hmm. I guess. Like that's when I actually started to um, like develop some skills okay. to play this music. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really happy that you came in. I'm really happy to hear about you because, as I said, I, I, I see you on stage and I was enthralled with what you do musically. <laughs> but you, uh, you are really a, a, a wonderful person as well. And something that I, I just picked up that's really so important to me is the fact that you understand that as a musician, in terms of making money, it's going to be a real struggle, yeah. <laughs> you know. And as a as a marine biologist, I mean, you know, it's pretty much guaranteed that you'll get you'll find some work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And for you to make that choice because you enjoy music 
is just I think that's a wonderful thing, and and that's why you're gonna be successful <laughs> in the music industry. I'm 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 sure about it, <laughs> Thank and you. I think it's 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 wonderful the people who are listening in, especially the young people, to understand how important it is. You gotta follow your love, you know, your what you really what you really care about, and then that's when success comes because it's not about having a whole lot of money. It's being about happy what you're doing, being mm -hmm. happy about what you're doing, and I, and, uh, and I know you're happy about it. And as I told you before we got in here, Laura, it's so such a short program. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got like a minute left. Oh, wow. Is there is there anything that you'd like to say to the listening audience or send a shout out to your mom and dad or <laughs> uh, Hi all my friends, if any of them are listening. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for listening. Yeah. yeah Thank yeah. you, Calvin. Okay, no problem. No problem. Okay, um, as I said, that was Laura Ochukubu. And uh, I said that right, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Kubo. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and as I said, uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have her on board, and uh, we got to get her back again. And so if you all, you know, just, just um, uh, listen in, and, and if you hear anything about Laura, you know, and you hear about something that she's going to be performing in, you guys get better go because you're going to be in for a treat because she plays that horn. She oh, plays that um, horn. Oh, you got something? Yeah. I'm actually performing on May 1st. Uh, in the Solstice Talent Competition with the Backbeats. So okay. come out and support us. Yeah. And we also have some big band and small group uh, jazz concerts within the music department. They're free. Winifred Smith Hall. I'm not entirely sure of the dates. You can probably look them up online. Okay, yeah. Winifred Smith Hall. Mm -hmm. Okay. You guys keep that on your, on your calendar. Okay, and we'll talk to you later.